everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode number 12. Uh, thanks again to uh, Paul and especially Tina. I'm your host, Val. I'm flying uh, solo today. We are in the midst of the round of eight right now in NASCAR, uh, Cup, Xfinity, and Truck. So really just uh, talking about at the Cup level. Today we'll talk about um, Xfinity level two. Uh, it's getting really uh, interesting here. The season's winding down. Number of drivers eligible for that final race in Miami is dwindling. If you're familiar with playoffs or if you're new to NASCAR, uh, it's different than the other sport where it goes by points. And uh, at this round now, uh, it was, I believe, it was 16, down to 12, uh, down to 8, and then we're whittling down to 4. I'm recording on Sunday morning. This is after Texas Xfinity and Christopher Bell had uh, won that. So he's locked in for Miami. Uh, he's also going to Cup next year. Uh, he's somebody, if you're new to NASCAR and you're looking for somebody to collect, uh, he would definitely be one. He uh, is very good, and he's going to be running uh, for Levine Racing in 2020, which is a satellite for Joe Gibbs Racing, which um, when that situation that Joe Gibbs shakes out with either uh, one of the drivers uh, leaving or not signing, I can definitely see Christopher Bell um, moving over to Joe Gibbs. So he is um, just looking at his stats. He he ran the trucks um, starting in 2015. Uh, he won the truck championship actually in 2017. I believe running for Kyle Busch Motorsports. He was also doing double duty in Xfinity in uh, 2017. Uh, won actually one race 2017 and then moved up. He's one of the four finalists last year. Um, did not win. But he had seven wins last year, and this year he's he has eight wins. So uh, now he's locked in for Miami. So uh, he has cards going back to 2016. So you can find him in, I believe his only base card is the 2016 certified. But he has autographs in Prism, Torque, certified. And then actually one, one fun, um, interesting thing, in 2017, I believe all he has is Dunruss. Is dumber space and then um, parallels as well. So um, not to get too much on the Xfinity, but definitely he is on his way and he's locked in for one of the four. So look for him uh, in Miami to see if he can. Uh, I think they mentioned that he would like to finish his last Xfinity season with the title. So and that puts us to the Monster Cup. And last week at Martinsville, Martin Truex won. Uh, he actually, you know, bumps up to 26 cup wins, which ties him with Dale Hurd Jr. and Fred Lorenzen, which I don't remember anybody saying anything about that on uh, during the race or after the race. So he's creeping up there. Dale Hurd Jr. is definitely a Hall of Famer, and Fred Lorenzen is already in the Hall of Fame. Uh, the next people on the list is at 28, Rex White and Carl Edwards at uh, 28 wins. So he's only um, two away. Uh, then you get to 30, 31, 32, and he starts climbing up the list uh, quick there. So uh, Truex is definitely in the zone over at Joe Gibbs. Seven wins for the um, for the 2019 season. Uh, the last few years, he's really come on, looking over here at his stats. So he started in 2004, and he really he was running the full schedule in 2008 with smaller teams, but he really popped in 2016. Um, before that, he had a one win spread out, or two wins spread out, three wins spread out over all those years. But in 2016, he really put it, he started putting it together with four wins in 2016, 
eight wins in 2017, four wins last year, 2018, and this year he's got seven. Now, we've talked about him before since he's been winning and we've been recapping with cards. So he has cards uh, in 2004, and he has a lot of different flavors of cards. They're still relatively cheap, and cheap, I mean, you know, under $5 for the most part for base cards, uh, autos and stuff. They're a little harder to find, but I don't think they're necessarily expensive. I think they're just shows you how rare the NASCAR trading cards are. But one of the things I wanted to touch on, and one of the sets that, that I like is uh, in 2017 when he won the championship, Panini was doing creating these cards called Panini Instant. And they started in 2016 and only did the playoffs. Um, Panini, if you remember, only got into NASCAR in 2016. And during the playoffs, from the first playoff race to the title, they had Panini Instant. But in 2017, they actually produced a Panini Instant card every week. Well, for the most part. Uh, I think there's one or two that didn't get made because of licensing or uh, the time that it took for them to get licensing. The way it worked was the driver won on Sunday or Saturday, whatever the race was. Panini would then have to deal with the driver, the owner, the uh, sponsor, everything. And then that Friday, they would issue a Panini Instant card for 24 hours. And then that was it. Well, the print runs are very low for 2016 and 2017. And I guess where I'm going with this is his championship, card number 34 and 35, I will start with 35. 35 is the Dale Earnhardt Jr., uh, that was his basically retirement, his last card, uh, and it, I believe it dealt with his retirement. And then Martin Truex, number 34, was the championship and the win at Homestead, and that has a print run of only 61 cards. I believe they produced a one-on-one, but they also had um, the number 10. But for the most of the time, they were never sold out. And I believe, if I remember right, the one-on-one is out there somewhere. But there's only 61 cards of his championship, which I think is a, a first scarce and second not uh, very expensive. And it'd be definitely something where people aren't necessarily looking at him because uh, he's only come on in the last couple of years. Those cards on eBay, I think, sell for about $10. I believe, if I remember right, they were $10 a piece shipped. And then if you bought multiples, it dropped the price down to either $5 or $4, I think, if you got 20 of them. So... Uh, I guess what I'm saying is I think that's a um, a card if you're interested in to possibly pick up or looking at the 2017 Panini Instant. It'll be a it's a fun build, uh, a hard build. It's, it's more about finding the cards. I have some of them, but I think this is one of the sets that I I, I have all the 2016. I have some 17s, but I think researching it and looking at it, I might focus in on 2017 and try to complete that. So, and 2017 has the first wins for. Ryan Blaney, Austin Dillon, and Ricky Stanhouse, I believe. It's a cool little set. I wish um, Panini would bring that back, but um, because of the low demand, which is awesome for collectors, uh, I guess not good for Panini, there's no plans to, no immediate plans to produce Panini Instant Cards. So with only a few races left before the championship, we have Texas today, and then ISM Raceway, the final in Homestead, Miami. Now, one of the other things I want to talk about today was kind of a new segment, or I talked about it last week, what's old is new, what's new is old. That's some things that I would love to see in NASCAR trading cards. I had mentioned last week about track cards or cards featuring the different tracks, information about the tracks, kind of like they 
had in the 1988 Max set. And to kind of touch on that, it'd be nice to see cards for either the crew chiefs or some of the members on the crew, maybe the -the over-the-wall crew, and even owners. In the 1989 Max set, a few years after that, I think it was 90, and in the 91, they included all-star cards for the drivers, but also for crew members. And it'd be nice to see, I know Panini probably doesn't want to print these cards for every set, but I think it helps either educate the fans or give some of the other crews some recognition. I know in some of the other sports, it's about the individual, but there are other team members. I'm thinking of football with the quarterback, and you have your running back or you know wide receiver as well. And in baseball, you have your stars, but, but it'd be nice to see in NASCAR at least a crew chief. And like I said, it doesn't have to be in every series or every release, but it'd be nice to see that either in Dunruss or one of these other sets. This year, Panini reduced the number of sets manufactured from five down to four. Now, they did include some subsets, large subsets. In Dunruss, I'm thinking of Optic. I believe that's a 90-card set with a 10-card Optic um, its own insert set. And I'm thinking of Victory Lane where they have a 100-card set, and then a 100-card pedal to the metal. But it'd be nice to see some other drivers, members, uh, crew members, not only the crew members, but maybe some of the lower-level drivers. I'm thinking of Jennifer Jo Cobb, Norm Benning in the trucks. Uh, They don't. Panini doesn't produce cards for everybody. And I think they should at least in one set include some of these other folks uh, to have cards as opposed to just five or ten Jimmy Johnsons, and then five or ten Jimmy Johnson parallels, and so forth. That might be fine for Prism, but in Dunruss and some of the other, uh, instead of having the car cards, uh, they could do something else. So I don't know how everybody else feels about that. One other thing I was thinking of, I was looking through some old promotions, is uncut sheets. I know this year Panini is doing the VIP experience. When you get a sweepstakes card, entry form in a pack. It has a number. You go to the website, you fill it in, and then you wait and see. And you can get a shirt, some other things, I believe. But it'd be nice if they had uncut sheets. Even if it's Dunruss or something else, it'd be really cool and a different type of giveaway for Panini. I know racing is a smaller collecting group than, say, baseball and some other stuff. But this was stuff that they did years ago, not necessarily Panini, but Fleer, Tops, and I know in racing, actually, I think it was, no, maybe it was just Richard Petty when Richard Petty had his own set. Uh, I think it came out in the early 90s of Series 1, Series 2. But I think you can get that was a contest card to win Uncut sheet set. Well, that's all we got today. It was just going to be a quick episode to make sure we're in and keeping up with the round of eight to get to the round of, uh, round of four at Miami. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll catch you next week.